Hi, everyone. This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream. You're not going to believe it, but I have actual human beings in the studio with me today. But we will get to that in a moment. Uh, first of all, I hope you all are well. Hope you're enjoying the year. It's uh, March. It's March. It's it's uh, it's a good portion into March at this point. Uh, I won't say exactly what day it is because I never know what day exactly this podcast is going to appear in your ear. But I'm guessing it will happen before the Ides of March, which I'm not quite sure what day that is, but I'm pretty sure it's coming up and uh, kind of has to do with a connection with our topic today. But before I get to the topic, I just want to let you people know that um, uh, I'm going to be places. I actually have things on my calendar. I actually get into airplanes and I go places and people come and look at me. While I talk and speak words or read them out of my book, they're very, it's a very strange life to have. Getting in a long metal tube for about five hours that you get out of and you're in a different city. And there's the same food everywhere, though, because there is no local food anymore. It's very depressing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this month, I will be in Virginia. Uh, believe it or not, at Charlottesville, which is a very cool part of Virginia because it's where Thomas Jefferson lived, and it's where the University of Virginia is, it's uh, Charlottesville, it's where Monticello is, and I'm going to be doing the Festival of the Book. I like that they call it that. They don't call it a book festival. They call it the Virginia Festival of the Book. Very snotty. Uh, I will be there March 19th doing my spiel at 10 a.m. at the City Council Chambers, which I guess is the big rockin' venue in Charlottesville. But here's the really cool part. I'll be on C-SPAN Book TV. That's the cool part. I'm a total geek. I actually watch Book TV. It's usually some policy wonk doing something. I will be discussing the seven dirty words on C-SPAN's mm. Book TV. Yes. <laughs> Very excited about that. So that's March 19th, Saturday, 10 a.m. in Charlottesville. Come see me. If not... You'll find me on the C-SPAN. And then later in the month, I'm going to be I'm going to be in West Palm Beach. I know, I know, we know what we all associate now with West Palm Beach. That really gorgeous uh, thing that Donald Trump owns there where he pretends like he's the president already. Um, I'm, but I'm not going to be there. I won't be in that building. But I might drive by it. I might want to go see it. Uh, I'll be at a lovely place called the Kravis Center. 
big performing arts center. Now, I'm not in the big performing arts room. I won't be in the 1,700-seater. I'm in the cute little, uh, I think it's called the Fisker Performing Arts. It's the 200-seater. I'm there March 31st through April 2nd doing my solo show, which means today I have started rememorizing my solo <laughs> show. <laughs> Because it has been since August of last year, I've even thought about my solo show. Uh, the good news is most of the words are still in there. Uh, shockingly, they're like it's like a slot. It's like it is. It's a memory card. It's in there. It came. It all comes back to you. Um, so ramping up for that, Kravis Center, West Palm Beach. All of you Southern Florida people, I'm never bringing this show ever again to South Florida. So if you're within 100 miles and really want to see this show, get your asses in a car and come on to the West Palm Beach. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And then later in April, I'm going to be in San Luis Obispo for a little book event, April 19th and 20th, which will be lovely. I love the Central Coast. In April, it's gorgeous. It really is. <laughs> so um, that's my deal. Um, you know, uh, come see me. And of course, you can find all that on kellycarlin.com. But um, I've gathered, once again, a very esteemed panel uh, to discuss one of the most important ideas and concepts in human history, the concept of democracy. And so I have gathered with me today a bunch of fucking comedians. <laughs> <laughs> And actors and voice actors and painters and artists of all sorts of stripes and colors. Is that right? Stripes and – it should be stripes and polka dots. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, sure. really, let's – Break right? it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're here to discuss this most important concept of democracy. So I'm going to start with a quote by the great Winston Churchill. It's one of my favorite quotes about democracy. It says, uh, many forms of government have been tried – and will be tried in this world of sin and woe. No one pretends that democracy is perfect or all-wise. Indeed, it has been said that democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others that have been tried from time to time. <laughs> that was Winston Churchill, 1947, after the war. Thank you very much. And uh, my little quote is, democracy like life is messy. <laughs> <laughs> and we will get much more to that messiness later in the show. Uh, but I wanted to just, I, I was really, you know, this election year, where, whether you're paying attention or not, I think you're paying attention. I mean, I don't think we have a choice. It's pretty, I mean, even people I know who don't even like pay attention at all, they're like, wow, there's some stuff going on. So I thought... Well, maybe we should tackle this beautiful concept of democracy. And, um, you know, it really is a, a special thing. It's, uh, you know, in the history of humankind, when you look at the big, long history of it, uh, this form of democracy would be like the last 10 milliseconds of human history, <laughs> this grand experiment we're doing, you know. And, um, and I, you know, I, of course, I went to online and just to kind of get some overview of, of what's an essential part of democracy. And of course, I know we, be, we belong to a republic democracy, and there's all these different forms of democracy. But in general, it's defined as a government by the people, especially the rule of majority. It's a government in which the supreme power is uh, is dealt, you know, is exercised by the people through some sort of free elections. Free elections have to go on, 
and that um, the citizens are engaged in the civic life. That means that they are hopefully informed and educated and that there's some sort of protection for all the citizens, human rights, we call them the Bill of Rights in our particular country, and that there is an actual rule of law that we like all agree that, you know, when the light says red, you fucking stop, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it's, you know, and for me, it's always funny because um, I, uh, being a person who grew up in an iconoclastic household, you know, you want to be a, you know, you kind of want to rub up against the rule of law, but um, in the bottom line is we all have to to be um, involved in that. So, um, so this esteemed panel that I have brought together today, um, as I always do, I always start on my left. Uh, uh, that that would be you politically. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and, I, and I guess I always do start on my left politically, uh, for, for sure. Uh, the gentleman on my left here, um, uh, Mr. Chris Bono, welcome back. Hi, glad to be here. So the glad to see you. The mockery we're speaking of. <laughs> the democracy. <laughs> ah, wonderful. Look forward to it. <laughs> Nice. Discussing and dealing with that. Oh, well, we know where he stands what? on all of this. I was just talking about my family. And how are you doing, sir? How is life? How is your painting, your acting, your performing, all of that? All of the above is in some form of movement. Yes. Um, in a positive way. Good. Uh, there is a sneak video on, I'm just, this is the first time I've shared this with uh, the public. Uh-huh. There is a sneak video you can look at. Uh, of a movie that I'm co-writing hmm. with uh, oh, yes. comedian Denny Siegel yes. and uh, director Peter Hyoguchi called More to Love. Mm-hmm. And if you look online and look for More to Love Real One, I believe it is, mm-hmm. uh, and you see something in black and white, you know that you've gotten the first 15 minutes of a movie that we're filming. Oh, cool. excellent. Uh, otherwise, yeah, painting, writing, drawing, uh, writing comedy to myself at my house, <laughs> <in> my plans. <laughs> As often as possible. <laughs> oh, I forgot to get plants. Well, so, <laughs> nothing. So, just basically talking to yourself. Nothing sentient. <clears throat> yes. I know yet. Well. Without the mushrooms. Right. Because then the chair will go like, hey, I, what, I, what am I, chop liver? <laughs> <laughs> I got an opinion. So, I'm fine. <laughs> Yes, Chris has been spending a little bit too much time alone, but that's good. <laughs> uh, a new uh, uh, a new member of the panel here at the octagon table, which today, of course, is not quite an octagon, but you don't need to know that. But we do have green felt, like the yeah. poker table. I do like that. Um, our new member is uh, Mr. Richard Green, who is a voice artist, voice actor, an actor, actor, a classically trained actor, and runs a recording studio, which we are sitting in the middle of. We call it The Hut. Uh, welcome, Richard, to the panel. Thank you. Thank you. Really, really honored to be here. I've, I've been in the building when you've done these for a couple of years. Yes. So it's really nice to be sitting at the table. Can you hear that voice, people? Do you recognize that <laughs> voice? That voice is always accompanying you somewhere. Maybe it's in and out of a commercial break on a live show. Yes, could be, could be. Could be uh, announcing a, a movie. Who knows? But you that voice is following you, trust Occasionally me. Occasionally, it's the guy in the car next to you shouting that you should be in your own lane. And demo crazy. <laughs> yes. Move over, asshole. I love your work. <laughs> Say that again. I like your voice. <laughs> I'm a casting director. Watch it. 
Uh, and uh, next to Mr. Richard Green is the most fantabulous Rick Overton. Welcome back, Rick. Thanks for having me back, Kel. It's always uh, good to be back at the Square Octagon. <laughs> <laughs> the Square Octagon. The, the Rectangdagon. <laughs> <laughs> you will now fight in the rectangle. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> now, how how does this work? That's a pool table, basically. <laughs> so, yes, you must dance amongst the balls. <laughs> <laughs> the life size balls. That's right. At my age, that's all I do. <laughs> I'm missing my own balls all day long. Where did they go? That's right. I'm trying to botchy them home. Oh, I was in, speaking of balls, I was in uh, Esalen, wearing my little Esalen sweatshirt I today. Esalen shirt. I was there in December for seven days and had it, you know, I talked about this a little bit on the podcast, had this revelation, or maybe I didn't talk about it. I knew, mm. Logan reminded me, I have to still talk about this. When, you know, you go there and it's the baths or co-ed naked baths. It's the most freeing thing. If you have any body shame, it's like... No one cares. First of all, all the everyone's looking at the twenty-year-old women. So you know, as the fifty-plus women, you're like, no one's looking at this body, you know. But <clears throat> I had this one moment where uh, I was in the dressing room area, and you know, you kind of keep your eyes to yourself, and also you're the one creepy guy who happens to be hanging out of the dressing room all day long. They're like, no matter what time the, you get there, he's the back rub king. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Someone's and, got some tense and, shoulders. And, yeah, and you look at him and you think, yeah. He Probably hasn't been late in 20 years. Give it to him. Let him fucking see your boob. Whatever. But anyway, I'm like, you know, telling everyone, and I just kind of glimpse over, and there's this 70-year-old man, lovely older man, but he's, like, got one leg up on the thing, and his sack was (laughs) hanging down further than I, and I thought to myself, oh, well, I know that's a thing, but I didn't know it was such a thing. (laughs) And I know ladies' boobs sag, but... Had no idea that men had an equivalent. That's right. And want to see man person of a dachshund? Exactly. It was just like, oh, aging. Yes. Okay. Moving on. You know who you can blame? Newton. <laughs> I should fucking Newton. So you blame? <laughs> I just imagined that it was independent and making a call while you look. That's right. <laughs> Hold on. What? 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 <laughs> Were you talking to me? We're running away from home. Oh, Lord. An inch a year. Oh, Lord. So, yes, that's uh, that was fascinating. Uh, so going right from uh, la- very large testicular sacks to our next panelist, Erin Brown. Welcome back, Thank darling. Thank you so much for that segue, Kelly. Um, I just <laughs> would like to apologize from, for my neighbor, Speedo Stan, who uh, I think that's who was there. Oh, with yes. With hanging fruit because he's usually at my pool and he was gone for seven days. So, Aha, uh-huh, that's who it there was. Yes. Yeah. And he didn't even have to wear a bathing suit at yeah. Esalen. He I mean, could just amazing. Oh god, amazing! I saw him the other day wearing clothes, and it, I, it was shocking. He still knew it was shocking. Yeah, yeah. there were still things exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. God bless testicles. All right then. Blasticles. Plasticles. Plasticles. So, um, so democracy. Um, I just love this quote. You know. It's the worst form of government, except for all the others. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and it really is. Where it's this—I mean, here we are in the land of the plenty. It's this amazing system where, for the most part, shit works out. Uh, but um, you know, what are, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, about you know, you look at the world, and or you know, you've grown up in a democracy, and 
you know what, what do you do you do you contemplate this at all darling do you uh, daily daily without really realizing it <laughs> in what uh, way when someone throws a trump video on my <laughs> facebook <laughs> when uh when i pu- i post a couple of obama uh i think very very uh salient uh, obama you know videos and then right. one friend says uh well he seemed more intelligent in the early days <laughs> You know, stop it, and then that guy will mm. will post afterwards three hundred and seventy one because he's doing a countdown, right? Of like every time I say something positive, he responds, "Well, he's only in for another four hundred twenty six oh, days." Oh, oh, he's he's and one of those like holding his breath, waiting for these I, gentlemen know, to be gone. We went to high school together. Should I? Fucking guy who was around people the exact same age as Obama of all different races who were intelligent, smart, and awesome. You know, and this is the thing. It's America. And I I think about this, that, um, you know, one of the things that makes democracy work is that we know that people don't have our opinions, that, you know, there are people out there that have a wide spectrum of opinions, and yet there is some sort of, or at least there used to be, some semblance of a general kind of polite respect for the other side, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because, because you know, if it all goes one way, if it all goes left, I mean, I've got a bunch of lefties in this room here. If it all goes left, if it goes left to the extreme, no, no extreme is good. I mean, we know what extreme left looks like and mm-hmm. no one wants that. If it all goes to the extreme right, you know, certainly no one wants that. So that there's this messy thing in the middle where everyone's kind of disappointed, Everyone has to be disappointed on some level in order for it to kind of work a little bit because compromise is a part of it. And yet I don't feel like we have this like grand understanding of that aspect of democracy anymore. And we all just, you know, want it our way 100% and we are very free to speak about it all day long on social media. Yeah. Well, I, I blame Rupert Mur- Murdoch. I do too. I think that we lost discourse by having discourse demonstrated by role models who just bully a point for so yep. long a generation is raised to think that's how you make a point and that doesn't work anymore and they don't have a supplemental Be- skill set around it. They have no-, no other skill set and they're using bullying when bullying stopped but, working. Right. On, on some level, isn't it better to have them descend Out. to their unmasked state of calling <laughs> so each other names and <laughs> talking about the size of their dicks yeah. because this this, this 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 uh you know it, it, Senatorial, my good friend on the other side yes, of the it's aisle. A bunch of bullshit also. That's just crap. And yeah. they just, it's all pro forma, and we're getting this puppet show. And it's better to, I think it's, I like the British screaming at each other. That, oh, that, I don't what is that, that called? What is that called? It's honest. What is that called where they all go in and they yell at the Prime Minister? It is, <laughs> it's fantastic. Parliament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's an actual um, a name for that day where they go in, it's like there's once ro- a month or something. And Rail Adam. Week Fest. And Isn't that Week Fest? Or is that the festival? Of wigs, like the no, I believe of it is the fest of wigs. <laughs> yes, 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 I believe it would have to be. It's Virginia, England, <laughs> same place. Absolutely. Are you going to the festival of wigs? What do you and, fucking think? But, and, I'll see you there. Pass the powder. And, and so there is absolutely something Discourse. something to the, the the bullshit of the pro forma. Like, oh, ha, ha, jolly, jolly, we're all friends here and we like want to stab each other in the back. Well, but this whole other side is like, you know, talking about the size of your dick during a presidential debate. That is debate? just yeah. that well, person. Well, well, well. That's just that person. That's just, just that person. And that's, to me, that, that is the, like, seeing... 
that guy was just revealing himself. I mean, he, yeah. he's a reality television right. star. But, but wait, wait, wait. The, the, sure the establishment Rubio guy is the guy who brought the dick thing it's, up. That is true. He starts talking about short fingers and <laughs> wink, wink. Come that on. is true. That is true. And he had a comedy yeah. writer write that I know, for you him. I know, you can totally tell. And he could just say, ha, good ha, ha. And then he says, and then come back, boom. He's like, oh, that writer's so fired. You screwed me, man. Oh, that line came back and hit me like a boomerang. Right in the middle of the eye. Then he had to recharge his battery. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah. Rubio is really—he's robotic. He the is. Ro- the roast backfired. Yeah, wah, 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 because wah, you know wah. you need actual talent to deliver lines like that, and you need a backup if it doesn't. If, if you can't just have your one insult exchange and then the book closes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to be ready for a long night of a drunk that won't give up. It's just good to know that debates are run based on issues. Yeah, seriously, penis issues addressing the issues. Yes, there's there's so much information nowadays. Yeah. It's like, it's overwhelming, yet it's so easy to ignore it. It's like, mm. and so you pay attention to these images, and you're checking out at the grocery store, and it's like the cover of you know Us Weekly is all of it is. Yep. I don't know. It's 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 an overload of information, and I feel like there was a time when it was classier and people could agree to disagree. And I I grew up super. My parents were super conservative. Yes. Yeah. And down the street were the Bowers, and they were super liberal, and they were dear dear friends. Right. And it was like funny when they would get together and have a few cocktails and talk shop or talk politics right and it would get heated and then it was like all right i'll see you next week you know and it was <laughs> yes. like there was a genuine mm-hmm. love and it was that and i think that's the beauty of it that you can agree to disagree yeah and still like help each other and and be you know a citizen and a human being with compassion and respect yeah i think it's a great point and so and you know and and, and that is what makes this system work is that respect and that knowing that there's going to be a tug of war and attention and sometimes this side gets it a little bit i mean i don't know if you guys read louis ck's email yeah it was great but he talked about you know let let, let a conservative get in let them have their fucking president for a few years because you know the system goes back and forth in some way and and so i want to know is like when did it get to and you were talking about uh, murdoch and all of that i would go even further back than that because um, our dear friend Bill Clinton, who I liked about 50% of his uh, presidency, signed something called the Communications Nations Act of Act. 1996, right. I think it was, <clears throat> okay. which completely dismantled. Deregulated de- what was de- said as a Deregulated news media so that media could be, uh, a TV station could be owned by someone like a Rupert Murdoch who owned a lot of print media. It to be money. And of course, it was all about corp- you know feeding the corporations. And the other thing they undid at that point was the what they call the fairness doctrine, which is that every single network, because it was a network and they're or- and they're borrowing the public airwaves, mm-hmm. had a responsibility to inform the citizenry. This is a very important aspect of democracy: a citizenry that is properly informed. Yes. And when they dismantled the Fairness Act, what happened was is that you could just put one side up. And you didn't have to put the other side up. I don't know if you guys remember growing up, you'd like watch the local TV station, whatever it was. And that like at the end of the day, they'd be like, "Uh, I'm here to talk about the water district and I'm against the water district. And then like they, you know, they'd give that person 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. then they would give. I'm from the water district and I say everybody needs water. Yeah. And they they would just put these people side by side and let them have it. And then you'd be like, okay, I've gotten both sides. And they usually actually were. Two sides. Yes. Real two sides. We're dealing mostly with not so much even right wing, left wing. Those are false narrative sides. Mm -hmm. It's uh, people who are 
buying into a lie more than other people are now buying into a lie is because they were fed data from a system that's now going irrelevant. Right. The news as we know it is kind of neutering itself in front of our very eyes. Right. Well, the fourth it's estate going extinct. used to be. The fourth estate is going extinct and we're watching it die slowly. Yes. And that's why people that's why Michigan wins when no one's said, and they're going, I'm just not using you as a reference point anymore. Right. And we're not even angry at you. We're just done. We're just done. This is one of those weird relationships. You're right. kind of crazy. I don't want you angry. <laughs> I just got to get my shit out of this fucking place ASAP because I don't need the repercussions. You right, know? right. And so we're very quietly all backing out right now from a lot of mainstream media outlet things yeah. like Fox News or whatever, you know. And so the, a lot of the things that lied to us, America is going, we don't need you because my little square in my hand is giving me all the info I need. The revolution not only is televised, it's televised live time in my hand. I don't have to be home to watch it. Right, right. So I we're can not get being... news wherever and whenever right. I want. It has and it's nothing less to do with your schedule. By the establishment. We don't have to wait for dinner time to watch what will happen That's in the right. world anymore. Where are all you those getting? things that we were hit. What? Where are you getting? Right, but that, that's the other thing too. Is like Walter Cronkite was the most trusted voice in America and when he turned against the Vietnam War in the 60s, the whole nation went, oh, dad is dad is waking up and dad has said this thing and the fucking war went away after that because the, all the people, even the, not the people who were on the streets fighting it, but the people were like at home eating their TV yeah, dinners right, and whatever, right. like Walter Cronkite's right, against, against the, war. the war. So there was this, tr- there's, there is, I believe, something to say, uh, I love the internet and I love all of that, but you don't know what the fuck you're getting on this little machine you do either. When it's, you do when it's certain media outlets on the internet. But you have to learn who's trustworthy again, and I think that yeah. takes a little bit more Young effort. Young Turks is trustworthy. They are now, they're one of the preeminent data sources. Yes, on, uh, on some things, on other things not, though. I mean, I don't have, I don't agree with everything that he, mm-hmm. he says over there, and I'm I love saying, Jimmy Dore. If you look at their numbers, those... their numbers are starting to sweep everything out. Uh, people are going to them for up-to-date research right. on things. They are going vetting through what they consider their reliable sources. Uh, RT is good. Uh, BBC is great. Yes. All of it, instant click in your hand. And uh, and then the sad thing, like Al Jazeera, who I really Al felt Jazz was like... Is going under. Uh, is going under. Is it still around? I, I don't think so. Yeah. I think, I think it went away already, which is too bad because it was absolutely... Completely like the most real, like BBC kind of thing that we had. Um, yeah. uh, PBS is still good. Bill yeah. Moyers, I, I'm like when Bill Moyers. It's yeah, it is. It is. You have people to, that we trust. You have to trust the individuals and, and what they're, where they're coming from. At the same time, <laughs> growing up uh, during the Vietnam War, uh, as a kid, I watched the I watched the news, and uh, thankfully. It was uh, it, they showed whatever was going on that they could get cameras to. Right. So I saw people just a few years older than me, bloodied and being carried out in this me maelstrom too. of right. like chaos. Right. And consequently, there went my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I I sure I understand about this fighting for our country thing. Yeah. But no. One, no, not me. I've got other things to do. And then during the the Iraq War, I guess it was. Uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, then I, I found out that they're you know they are uh, not allowing. They had specific uh, orders for the press to not show 
uh, and that's coffins. The, fir- the first Gulf War, too. First even. Gulf War. Yeah. yeah. They when, as soon as they said people. we embedding, yeah. it was Hi, very I'm controlled. Boy, we're going to war. And it's like, are you kidding me? Wait, they're yeah. embedding reporters. And it was a video and game. This is such bullshit. And they showed all the video game part of it the bombs, the muscle, the, the missiles way, coming oh, down. Yeah, yeah, by yeah, the way, yeah. the green. Yeah, remember those shots? Yeah. I'm at the U.S. secret base. Hey, moron. What if the other side has CNN, you fucking idiot? Yeah. No, there's a lot of They're watching CNN. They're lobbing shots at not really at that base. I'm in Palm Springs, yeah, right. but it's a green base. Yeah, it's the Daily <laughs> <green> Show. <laughs> so we know now. Green screen. So so this is so this is one aspect of democracy that's really important is a well informed citizenry. And so Fox News came around and really twisted the mind of. I mean, generations of people, people like I've talked to people whose parents were kind of like, you know, middle of the road, centrist, moderates, you know, mostly left Democrats, baby boomer types who like started watching Fox News 10 years ago and their brain has become completely twisted by this thing. And and but luckily, because of the Internet, which started about the same time or about eight years ago, the real social media Internet, we do have access to more information and and, and Obama's but campaign But why watch anything else than Glenn Beck? I mean, he was really <laughs> I, everything he said was uh What true, about true, the idea that in. Scully and Mulder yes. and and uh the Simpsons made it possible to watch Fox News yeah. and all of a sudden it's Fox. Right. Oh, Fox. Right. The Simpsons. I like the Simpsons. Right. I like <laughs> right. I like you know this right. X-Files. They're two separate uh, entities, but well, they, yeah, exactly. They are two you know? different divisions cuz yeah. the, the Simpsons makes fun of Fox News. There's cartoons where they made fun of their yes, own they are. And, so, and, so, yeah. But it's so, a brand. So here's it's another point rubbing uh, off um, m- moving on from the media part of it um, because clearly that's an important part and we see what we've kind of done to ourselves with the media. Good and bad as mm-hmm. being informed citizenry. But this is something else I've been thinking about. And that in order for democracy to really work, you have to believe in the viability of it and the credibility of it as a system. And, you know, starting in the 1960s, that really started being questioned in a very public way. I mean, I think people always had questioned corruption and cronyism and, you know, how the elites are, you know, saying one thing out of the side of their mouth and doing another thing. But in the 60s, obviously, with the counterculture, it became a big thing. But here's something I've been really thinking about lately, which is, you know, we all love The Daily Show. We all love the stand-up comedians. Rick does political stuff. My dad did broader political stuff and the and the importance of you know comedy in informing us about and and giving voice to the frustration of how fucked up everything is but i really do believe that it has also made us more cynical and less trustworthy and that we now sit back and we expect everything to be bullshit and our arms are crossed and we don't really even know how to believe in a system of de- – a real democracy anymore. And I think you have to buy in on some level. And and so I'm just – I've been thinking about this lately and I – you know, I wouldn't take away comics' voices and what they do because I really do believe that they are the truth tellers in this. But I think – that the last however many years it was of Jon Stewart sitting behind that desk, mm-hmm. I think something got really eroded in people's hearts. Thoughts? <laughs> I, uh, uh, cynicism. 
uh, uh, is, I think, one of the stages of waking up to an entire system collapsing. And I think the company man version of the Democratic Party is just another Republican wing. They're Agreed. bought by all the same people. Agreed. If I were an oligarch, I wouldn't leave that side unpurchased. But what about the people I would who make watched... sure I had stalled all kinds of people in there. It's the only way I'm going to survive the taxation that will come otherwise that we remember and, from and FDR. I, I'm not saying the system is not corrupt. I'm saying that I think what it does, though, is it, it gets people to not want to even participate. Right. Yeah. But that's the goal Absolutely. in some ways. That's totally I think there's one a that. secret thing going and, on. And, you have totally. to par- and in order for democracy to work, you have to participate. So that in some ways, John Stewart is undermining oh. democracy because he's making people cynical and they don't want to participate anymore. <laughs> you first. Okay, I was just going to say, <clears throat> I mean, I, I agree t- with what you're saying. I also think that you can block it out, and if you're a person like Kelly Carlin, and take a moment to think about it, you, you can. Ch- it's a choice. Yes, you can choose to be cynical or not. For sure, I personally don't. I'm not a big fan of cynicism. Me, me either. It's, it's not. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me either. Yeah. Um, I also think that there is a sort of rebirth in democracy. Like I have an 18 year old nephew and he is so clued in and he just got accepted to West Point. Shout out to Brenda Brown. Wow. He's an incredible human being. And I look at him and I've, it's always been a, I guess I'm a proud aunt, but Mm -hmm. there's something special about this kid, Mm -hmm. this young man now. Mm -hmm. And people have said it since he's a child. And, uh, I look at him and, you know, I don't know who he's going to vote for, but he just turned 18 and he's so psyched. Yeah, to vote. I know to participate. Probably not going to vote for, but you know, mm-hmm. he's looking at the next person that gets an office is my boss. Yeah, when I go off to yeah to defend my country. Wow, and it's just like <sighs> that's a puts a whole other fucking level of <laughs> right? presidency. I hope it's yeah. Bernie. Yeah, and so I don't know. I just I do think that it's there there's you know he's more informed. I think there is a youth. There's a culture. Or there's a I can't even talk today, but yeah. anyway, there's a percentage in our youth that really is getting reinvolved, probably more than I was when I was his yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, and no, and I agree. I mean, there is definitely it, it is it is very hopeful that the that the youngins yeah are it's, are engaging. My concern with that would be to, uh, that I mean, at the same time, like your your nephew, you said, yeah, um, a lot of them are. Uh, I've, I've encountered enough a bunch of kids that are curious enough and and have a little less of that or at least have it seems like a way of going around what many from our generation have um, uh, perceived as entitlement like they have this thing of a forgetfulness or a disrespect for what certain you know what adults 10 20 years before them have gone through you're not cued into the electronics thing but they've been born with phones and right, you know with right. all this other stuff right. that we haven't seen yes um, uh, but at the same time some of them are are holistic about it like they want to find out everything so they get a sense of of the perspective of it and a sense of the history of it and that's the important thing to me because yeah. there are so many of these things that tie into what they have been born and raised with where they have everything at their their fingertips mm-hmm. and someone that promises them that without having the the heart or the uh, uh foundation of that equality and that um uh, that unanimity is that the, the word for it? Where all of us, yeah. you know, are equal and it's a fair country, and yeah. we each have a vote, and all this other stuff. Well, they might lean more towards some of the the exciting exciting uh, aspects that don't include some of the things we know about the fought, the fight that that uh, the civil rights right. Was they, about. They're taking it all for granted yeah, because that's what they've they been growing up know. in. Right? You know, they just don't know. But yeah. The thing I was saying about the secrets thing that's going on, I believe, is like with Bernie Sanders. I think you know, it's like Bernie understands you know uh, 
building communities and right. and reaching out like Obama mm-hmm. did on some level. Right. And um, mm-hmm. everybody's doing the Hillary thing, and then then all the YouTube things come out like, well, here's Hillary in 1987, like changing your mind, and all the, and then Bernie being <laughs> solid all the way through, just saying the and same I, thing every time. And, and I don't see. I've changed my mind a lot about a lot of things, so I don't. Who knows? I, I never. I, I never know. understand in politics when people say they change their mind. I'm like, well, that could be a fucking good thing. Sometimes the data. If you don't, if you see the data and you didn't change your mind, you're stupid. Exactly. You don't adjust. There's all the things we don't. We don't have. We're not privy to being in their their shoes, which is the faces that look at them when they walk into you know the House or the Senate, you know, and and trying to. But do you do you feel more do you feel more cynical because of? I feel more like my bullshit meters up Uh so that if I see something that seems that 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 clearly is missing a very obvious point to me right that i want to make sure other people get that other perspective right, right. but you I still john believe oliver is the guy oh, john oliver john right. oliver and his team of By writers the way, are yeah. insanely smart samantha b's show oh i want to is also, yeah. fucking, oh you guys okay. yeah. great it is john oliver level really oh and, and maybe and, and even a little better and? because she's fucking incredible man mm-hmm. and to see a chick doing saying what Please. she's saying she's amazing uh check her out um, so I wanted, some, to, wanted to address go, go hopefulness. Yeah, 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 please. Yeah, so the Tea Party mm-hmm. has given me a new hope. Do explain that. <laughs> Here it is. I have felt since Robert Kennedy was assassinated, the third of the three, the big three, JFK and Martin Luther King, yep. there were many others, um, like we have been manipulated from the top. And it's really easy, whether you want to think it's the intelligentsia or the Bilderbergs Whatever or you want to think the about. Ku Klux Klan yeah. or the black people right. or the we're Jews. We're not in charge There's, anymore. Yeah, Our vote doesn't really charge. count. And, and, and the gray aliens. <clears throat> it's the you know, gray the, aliens. Could be those. <laughs> could be any of them. Could be the lizards yeah. too, though. The movement that's happening with Bernie Sanders, the fact that this is gaining speed, that he's talking about the stuff that he's been talking about the 60s that I've been talking about. That Noam Chomsky's been talking yeah, about the, for the 30 years. The stuff that never lost the, yeah. the goal, right? Right. How could that be possible? How could we make those changes? Right. And then I started thinking about the Tea Party and realizing that they were like unknown 10 years ago. How right. It didn't take very long for a radical group, small group, radical group to take over the Republican Party right. and move it. Yeah. So if that movement is possible, or, or shatter then the, it, they are shattered. That means the guys at the top who are controlling everything yes. don't have that much control. Yes. That's, so maybe yes. Bernie can win. Yes, and, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and um, yeah, no, it, this is, if we can survive the next year, this is a very exciting time, I think, for America and democracy in particular, because the system is like an ecosystem. You know, it does have a natural need for equilibrium on some level. Mm-hmm. You know, two that, futures are fighting for yeah. one space: the the future of Starfleet or the future of Road Warrior. <laughs> and they want the one time and space, and they're yes. all competing for it. You yes, know? yes. Well, which one won more Oscars? And there's this year, there's so some that's the, way we should uh, the white one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it is you know th- that the Tea Party for all of the the obvious. Um, you know, I, I say to I say to all of my my white male friends, um, uh, sorry, but we're taking all of your power away. You know, it's like you know the the, <laughs> the, 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 the the demographics are shifting, and that's mm-hmm. part of what started the Tea Party is that fear. Fear feeds the Tea Party, whereas on Bernie's side, it's hope. I believe, yeah, yeah. but they're both powerful engines one uh, looks in politics. Oh, one yeah. looks forward. Yes, and, and exactly. But they're and they're also based on the, the the realization that the people at the top 
are, you know, greedy fucks and don't need all of that. And yet they believe, well, it's a free, it's free enterprise. If I can do it, we should do it. You know, that's always that and thing that always frightens me. They're insidious. Yeah. And there's also, there's a group that are, of course, benefiting from all of what I understand it. And my very small little part of my brain is the um, is deregulation. It's like America. It's shaped like America. <laughs> and it hangs, part of your brain is shaped like and America. And it hangs low at a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, is the deregulation? Yes. Like, and, and it's you know, and I wasn't paying attention. I was in college, just like, woohoo! Oh my god, not Catholicism. I have a whole yeah. paragraph. Wonderful. On this. Yeah, because the deregulation thing will let you get to. So I'm reading this great book. Smooth. <laughs> reading this great book called "The Well-Tuned Brain" by a gentleman named uh, Peter Wybrow. He's an MD, and he actually runs a – he used to run the Neuropsych- Neuropsychiatric Institute at UCLA. Mm-hmm. He now runs the Neuroscience and Behavioral Sciences Institute there. And this, his whole book called The Well-Tuned Brain is all about how Adam Smith in his you – know, his, his, he wrote this great book about you know, enterprise and marketplace and everything. But the book before that was called The Theory of Moral Sentiment. And it talked about that there's two things that guide us in a capitalistic or in the world, basically, is the drive towards self, you know, self-fulfillment, you know, self-interest. And the thing that puts the brakes on it getting too greedy is that you want your neighbors to think good of you. Mm-hmm. So you're willing to do the right thing. And when you live in a small agrarian community, that made a lot of difference because you knew everybody around you and you all really depended on each other in a more direct way uh, for things. And so what Peter Wybrow's book is about is how our brains – actually have these two parts within us. It has the greed, the need, the one that wants to eat too much, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the evolutionary brain that's actually wired for um, scarcity and not abundance, and yet we live in an abundant society, so our brain is always going more, 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 and it can't stop even though it knows it should stop. And then there's the part, the breaks, that has like empathy where we like can be in someone else's shoes mm-hmm. think about what they would help how they're feeling and also know that like if we're going to barter something like oh i've got water and rick has a cookie i know he wants some water and i want some cookies so it's in our self-interest to trade a little bit you know there's all of this woodstock right but the brain the problem is is that the part of the brain that does the breaking system on all of this is 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 like losing it's losing in our society, in our capitalistic society, where these little phones are on 24-7 and their food and salty, sugary, syrupy food is everywhere. Mm. Our brains are overwhelmed and can't put the brakes on anymore. And when you have an, and so ultimately his book is about when you have unregulated capitalism, mm-hmm. the same thing happens, that you think that making more money is good and right because you can. And that was never part of this whole Adam Smith basic capitalism democracy thing. And that technology and, uh, you know, globalization also mm-hmm. and our hardwiring of our brain has led to this insanity that the Tea Party is rising up against, that Bernie's rising up against. And so I think it's this like wonderful little thing that's happening it's like parts of our brain are waking up going wait a minute 
we have to put the brakes on somehow. <laughs> we choose first. You know, we're just we're picking on. our own way of doing it, but mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm Morning Joe. Yeah, yes. Just said America has to put on the brakes because trickle down the thing he defended since day one doesn't work. He comes out and admits it's because he's watching Bernie's numbers and he's knowing that is the my plate is on the of shit to eat, and yeah. they will. They will Mussolini me in the streets along with Jim Cramer any day now. If I don't start growing my sideburns out and wearing fucking bell bottoms like Scooby Doo every beads. day. Uh, he needs and, some you know, beads. I need some beads and a Nehru jacket to get the fuck out of this alive. I now, want a you know? Nehru jacket. I want one. Yeah. When I saw that, I'm piece growing my about beard ASAP. About him, I mean Morning Joe talking about. I was like, wow. That's with such it is a new day in America. Well, and it's all. I don't know whether he really believes it. I know he's just going. I think he's always reading. believed it. Tell me what I need. What you think uh, he always I think believed? And he was al- saying the opposite uh, uh, yes. for the for the man up until this day. Yes, huh? because oh, now he knows that's an interesting switcher. Now he knows it? that he's got a safe platform for it, and that the man is having to face up to reality. So he's been lying up until then, yes. and is only beginning to tell the truth. Tell the now. truth now. Yep. Should we reward him with our business <laughs> <laughs> for Let's this see. for or this or arrangement? Or Maybe this me. is our test of mercy and forgiveness. Yes, this is yes. this is us rising above and uh, having mercy towards our fellow man here seeing in the him as the useful whatever term you want to put him yeah. in and just leave him where he is and uh, yes. let him uh, absorb the uh, impact okay i yes. just want to say something about the secret yeah uh that if you, yeah. the secret is if you focus on something and then like creatively visualize it uh-huh. that's eventually going to come to you right uh why does hollywood keep making movies about everything falling apart in the okay. world yes ending? thank you then, like, uh, and aside from that, people who have like in the money position, it seems like, are learning from these dystopic films how to manipulate people, <laughs> and then maybe her, perhaps, hey, you know, maybe eugenics is, is possible if we. Hmm. Uh, 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 yes, uh, from a cynical point of view, oh, absolutely, absolutely agree with that. But from a mythological Joseph Campbell point <laughs> yes, of view, God bless I would say that this is humanity dealing with the reality that um, we we've had apocalyptic visions forever. Ever as yeah. humans, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, look yeah. at Revelations, mm-hmm. and Revelations was just a, you know, a kind of a compendium of stories that have been going on for five thousand years in humanity, and Revelation and Apocalypse actually means revelation. It means mm-hmm. a rebirth. light shining on. Yes, and by the way, for certain institutions right now. And certain it, political it campaigns needs. This is doomsday, tower card, upside down flames. Everything's collapsing. Stones are coming down on them like villagers in an old Roman epic. Yeah, and it's over for them. And Their it, universe is yes. dying. It doesn't mean all universes die. You can look out on the night sky right. and goes, "There's brand new universes everywhere." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can't take it. So it'd be like taking the Bible literally. Like you can't mm. take these films literally. It is the psyches, humanity's psyches way yeah. okay. of working this shit out. <laughs> for the guys that wrote Christ. all that series Don't of books. Stop it. Yes. For that series of Bible books, it's Armageddon for them. For that <laughs> system that wrote the books. Wow. That's why it's in their That's book. awesome. It's because they know this is when we end. Yes. But it's, it's the reason why so many people that you talk to believe that what Bernie Sanders says makes sense. And yes. that we should vote for him, except he's unelectable. And I'm afraid that if I vote for Bernie... Uh, Trump will get in, or no. the or Cruz, no, or something. No, 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 What I'm saying is, that look at the the disaster movies and horror and zombies. It's all about fear. 
Yeah. And people are afraid to go for what they believe they want and what they believe is worth doing because they're afraid that it's really going to turn out really bad and then we'll have Trump. Well, like when I voted for Nader and then Bush won. But anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> everything we're talking it's about. It's a real fear on my part, Everything we're too. talking about is before the internet. Yes, that, really that is took, true. And that, that changed is, every last single thing because now the, the mainstream media that isn't even talking about Bernie winning Michigan saying, oh, well, it's still up in the air. When it isn't, it's decided. And they're still saying that. I go, okay, now we know where you stand. Yeah. That's we know what you do. Goes, right? I'm not going to go to you so much anymore. And so that's what's happened. The internet replaced all of that. That's why Bernie fills stadiums. No, show me the other candidate who fills. You can't. That's a trick question. Nobody fills a stadium. Nobody fills a room. I just said a, a trick room. question. It's a trick question. question. Nobody fills a room <laughs> except for Bernie. With the no, trick question. You can barely fill an elevator for the rest of them. Um, here's a great Einstein quote I love. He says, learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. The important thing is not to stop questioning. You know, I think that's what it is. It's like to be a good citizen in a democracy, you have to question everything all the time. Your leaders, the media, yourself, your own intentions, the intention of the commercial of the hamburger. <laughs> and then by that asking bigger, to better, the list of so ingredients, cynical, you know, right? It's so like a balance of a balance. everything, like checks and balances. Well, man. That's oh my god, checks and balances. Hey, that's why I look at cynical. a flower. That's what, what I look at a flower. You do. That's for, when you look at for hope. Yeah, me too. Oh, nature, flowers. Yes, and I look at the artificially created clouds. Did not say that. Did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're real clouds. They're the just sky. extra clouds. They're no, extra there's, pointy clouds. There's a big difference between the uh, cynicism <laughs> and skepticism. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. skepticism is smart. Yeah. Beautiful. And cynicism yeah, is that. based on the word cyan, which is death of humanity. Yeah. Right. It means cyanide. It means you want. The species you hate your own over. species. Yeah. You think you oh, suck, yeah. so everyone's a version of you, and so they must suck too. You've stopped paying attention. Everything blows because I'm done doing research, and it's uh, your self contempt runneth over the cup, and it must mean everyone else sucks too because they're reflecting you. Yeah, yeah. and then skepticism. The you got, like for me, I definitely am a skeptic, but I got to keep it in check too because like when is enough en- is it enough, and when am I just going to accept it? Yeah, it, it's it's take my chances and roll the dice. It's a very mm. personal. I'm Marco Rubio. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 I mean, I know I had to, you know, you know, a time in all of our lives when we separate from our own parents and their ideas of things. And I know for me, you know, when my dad had the big fuck hope thing and all his stuff, and he, you know, he didn't consider himself a cynic, but he completely, you know, showed all the bullshit of everything and. And I would be like, yeah, Dad, that's great, but I'm going to be on the planet for another, hopefully, three decades. <laughs> yeah, right, and right, right. <laughs> I need to believe in something, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and the cute thing about my dad was, you know, he'd go out there and he'd do all that stuff. And then I remember before he died, um, it was the summer when Obama just started getting noticed. It was mm-hmm. in early June. And my dad was a big Hillary fan at that point. And then Obama started coming up and he, and he said, I remember him saying, you know, you know, Obama would be good. He'd do good for us. You know, of course, no one saw that the economy was going to crash in six months, you know, at that point. Mm. But, um, but my dad would personally, and he wouldn't vote, but he would talk about these people. And he really did see the hopefulness of it all. And I used to think, ah, I see that hopefulness in you, Dad, in your heart. No. So, yeah, you do have to personally really hold that space for yourself. Um, 
I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the concept of democracy and um, even within our own inner lives and our own minds and how we deal with um, the vo- all the voices in our heads, you know, because there are some voices inside of us. Well, and here's the thing, too. I mean, this is the part what I find fascinating about politics is sometimes when I find myself tweeting or like going to say something nasty about the crazy people out there running, I think, you know what, there's a person on the right, the very far right, tweeting the exact same <laughs> opposite about one of my candidates sure. right now. Right? And yeah. then I, and then I really see that it really is just this weird exchange of the opposites. And as a Jungian, as a trained Jungian, I'm fascinated <coughs> by that. And fascinated by the fact that we have to, in order to live a mentally healthy, holistic life, have to be able to sit with the voices inside of us that are not pretty. Would you call that a memocracy? <laughs> a memocracy, yes, Especially absolutely. If it's a gif. Democracy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just keep going over and over, <laughs> over and over and over. Yes, all of that gift in your head. <laughs> and you know, so I, you know, I just you know wanted to talk a bit, a little bit about the fact that you know we all have aspects of ourselves: fear, anger, murderous rage. I mean, we have mm-hmm. all these things that live inside of us that are all part of being human. That. I think we have to uh, we have to give some recognition to, but not let them steer the country. Right. <laughs> 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 the point of recognizing them is so they don't steer, because you'll know its voice when it speaks mm-hmm. through yours, and you can go, no, no, that's not what I mean to say right mm-hmm. now. Right. At that split second before you say, and you just it starts to type the sentence. I go, no, 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 reverse, reverse, back, 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 backspace. I'm canceling that sentence. The id is. A part of us, the subconscious, the id, yeah. that lower thing in us, yes. wants acknowledgement. It wants a place at the table. It's a kid, and every kid wants to sit up in front seat with the grown-ups. It wants to be treated all... But as long as we ignore it and treat it like it doesn't exist, it acts out and pounds in the it, trunk and right. wrecks the car. It will destroy your house unless you invite it to art. Mm. <laughs> art is the only safe place for it because it can't harm much on a page or a, or, or a performance. It, and I So put it into something creative. And I swear to God, if I have to play a bad guy i have to bring some of my my id to the thing and the id goes from hello id what you never talk to me i'm your ego (laughs) why do you speak to me directly i need you on thursday i got this huge order oh (laughs) oh, really (laughs) Uh, great what time would you like me to be there Uh, what should i wear do you like this is this good So, and do you have the sides yet? Yeah, do you have the sides? Good, good. You wait, tell me when you want to run it, and I'll run it. And it, it, it really wants to be a pro. It wants to be a grown-up. And once acknowledged, it really backs down. You ran the dog in the park. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tired. It doesn't wreck your home. It, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great point. And, you know, and I know be, being a psychologist, I mean, and th- this is what – you know, this is how you work with the mind. Is you, you know, you know, you, you work with people who are like wounded by their parents. You say, "Come on, bring the rage, bring the mom rage in the room. Use yeah. this free, safe space. Just fucking go for it. You know, tell me how you want to rip her head off or whatever, and it's safe and you're good. And and you get in touch with these feelings. And you're like, oh, a my head didn't explode, although the walls did not crash in on me. And it's just a feeling, and it's a feeling that the four year old version had me. When, when, when are your office hours? Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 are we in session right now? We're actually we're doing group Thursday therapy right now. Be good for me. Spinning that back the other way, though, not just the democratization of what's going on inside of us, yes. but maybe we need to have this explosion on the outside. Maybe we need all those Trump people screaming well, and, and like yes. a wake up. you know, it's yes. a wake up because if you don't, that's when you get the you know the bombings in Oklahoma. And, and, and what's underneath city. the fear? Usually, pain. 
These people are feeling that life is out of control. Their options and their opportunities are gone. The American dream is dying or dead, and it's terrifying. So underneath all of that is real human, holy shit, I have no control over my life anymore. Now, maybe it's not the most mature way they're dealing with it, which is like, you know, either storm the ramparts or, you know, uh, hang the brown people. I mean, you know, those are the two kind of options that Trump kind of does. <laughs> but there's pain underneath that. And if we can bring our empathy as citizens to each other and say, I get it. I mean, I get what it feels like to like once be a member of the middle class. And then eight years ago when the economy fucking tanked, we're all, we, we, all of us at this table, we're all artists. We're all we're like, what the fuck? How do we fucking make a living at anything hey, anymore? I found a good place to get food stamps if you just, uh, <laughs> it's like, there's, it's not a long, a long wait. <laughs> but uh, is there it, parking? It, oh, for sure. Always, That's what's awesome. always parking at a, parking. Parking. at a government building. There you are never are drivers now who will <laughs> accept yeah, food they'll drop you off as well. Oh my god, that's amazing. It's pretty fucking cool. But uh, I mean, like the thing you brought up about that letting letting something out. The, move, the there's a whole series of films. The Purge, you know, the the Purge, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. which you know, we're all right Thursday night again. Using Thursday is my favorite stupid word. <laughs> Thursday, we're going to have the purge, so some of you can lock up and some of you don't, and then everybody goes and kills their neighbor if right. they were mad It at used them. to be like human sacrifice. It was like, hey, let's <laughs> sacrifice the thing, because that, the, you know, the gods are telling us that if we get rid of that, then it'll all That's clear the psyche circus. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it is this thing, of, and I, it's a great point, that I think our culture is kind of a macrocosm of this inner psyche thing, and that these voices do need to be heard, and I think it's our job on each side that even if we don't completely, you know, want to recognize that we're all actually the same and human, or and we certainly see different routes to fixing things, but that our fear and our suffering and our confusion is real just human suffering This in the is end. nurture way over nurture. Ah, I was thinking this the is, same thing. So that, this it's is clear. people in an area got formatted by Southern Strategy stuff, which yes. was designed to make them hate the people who would bring them the only thing that could have really helped them. as t- They're training people to attack the lifeguard as he swims out to rescue them you right, know right uh, uh and that is the brilliant way to separate people is now even the people profiting from separation are are enjoying liberals going after trump fans there's even a version of profit made from that yes for them because they yeah. just live on division and and, and I've, I've been finding myself involved you know involved being a public person on social media you know participating in this wanting to completely i mean obviously i want to tell people like this guy's a demagogue and this is scary and you know all this kind of stuff but also getting a weird pleasure out of wanting to pull people down and i'm thinking now how is that really helping you know question it's great question everyone should ask when they're posting yeah if you're not here to help some people though you can see it's mostly filled with insults and snipes yeah Yeah. and i can go you're you're a guilt-free block insta block because uh, your your version of moral high ground is irrelevant because you're saying, well, then you're sensitive. No, not when you're rude. When you're rude on my Facebook page, you right. just avoided so, everything. So that's the, the counter argument a little bit to the idea that everything's better now because of the internet because is it not an echo chamber? If some right. idiot keeps posting stuff that I don't like and disagree with, I'm going to block him. 
right? And so I end you up talking to... You can't do that with network to, news. You can't, but you that's can't, what I'm you're saying. You're going to change the channel. But, but you can't tell them one thing what to say. They don't listen to you. The point is, you're not the one telling them what to say. Their advertisers are. Absolutely. Their owners are. And right. that's the major difference with the internet is right. we're not funded by another source. So even though there is some bullshit, it's all bullshit on the major TV shows. I, I'm not so arguing no, that. No, no, he's, that, 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 that he's not arguing I'm that. I'm not arguing that point. What he's I'm saying is, is how safe individuals. are we if we make our own little echo chamber just have the information <laughs> that, that, we, that we like that we, and that we, that we like. agree with? And yeah. I don't, I don't get a lot of feeds of people that well, are. And, and I, I, I do. I get all the contrasting news things, and a lot and, of them are the fake yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah. versions. And, but I think for like people, you know, and I think I, I understand the point you're making because there's uh, people who do have different points of view, but they don't have any good communication style. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to be bullies about it and jam it down your throat. And so, therefore, because of the style coming at you is so wrong, you block them out. I, so, would, just, I would just say that generally they're being mean because they know what they're saying is a lie. Hmm. And it's the, the mean part is to make you not catch the lie immediately. It's to, it's to push the I, point. Because a, a legitimate a lot of point can be made calmly. I, do. I think they believe The thing is, if, if they saw you face-to-face, would they really say That's it? That's what I They're right. hiding behind right. their computer right. screen. So then it's a whole different so, so game. This, so, therefore, is, is democracy really being served by this machine that we can all hide behind? Because it really does make a difference when your mom and dad's best friend neighbors right. are on the different side of the aisle, but right. they're playing bridge every Sunday right. or whatever. Yeah. And they love each other because they know the humanity right. of each other. That's so important. So the media takes connect, that out of the Connecting equation. our humanity again and sitting down with people. I, uh, I had an incredible mm-hmm. conversation. I flew to Texas in mid-January and um, flew on a little... Oh, no, was it? No, I was, no, I'm sorry. It was Jamestown. It was Jamestown. And I flew from Detroit to Buffalo on a little puddle jumper thing. And they're mm-hmm. like an hour long. Okay. Sat next to a guy. Button-up shirt, 40-something, conservative-looking business guy. And we somehow, I don't remember how it happened, but within five minutes, we were talking politics, and we had the most productive, connected, human conversation about politics in this country. And he was right, and I was left. And we both had very common fears about what's going on in our country, We obviously had some things we disagreed with, but when we would disagree, we both couched our language and conversation in such a way of like, tell me more about that. I want to understand why you think that and why you think that's the best way. We kept every like few minutes, we kept looking at each other and going, I can't believe we're having this conversation. Mm -hmm. This gives me hope Mm. because I hadn't had a conversation with someone like that. In a long, long, long time. Well, he's got to be wondering what the hell's happening to his party. He did. I mean, he was freaking out. How he can was you not. I mean, you're you're not being genu- genuine unless you're pointing he out said, that it went nuts. Oh, he said to me. He says, "I am, I am terrified about what is going on." This, you know, he goes, "I don't like Cruz. I don't like Trump. I don't like Rubio. I don't like any of these guys." There's no one in my lane. There's no one, you know, he's a fiscal conservative guy, social kind of moderate. I don't I don't think he'd be pro-choice or anything. But, you know, and certainly really not a Hillary fan, for sure, and saw Bernie as like some sort of weird socialist guy. But he and I had 
such a respectful, beautiful conversation. And at the very end, I dropped the bomb. I told him who my dad was. He's a huge fan, of course. (laughs) And it was just this incredible thing. And we looked at each other and we thought, okay, there, there may be a future here. If we could just sit down and look into each other's eyes again and... And say, you know what, I hear that you're terrified or I hear you're frustrated with this or whatever, but you don't have to demonize. We don't have to, we didn't demonize each other. Or And I refused to put him in a box. The minute I sat down, I'm like, I want to hear what's going on in his heart. Mm-hmm. I want to know his thinking. And he wanted to know mine. And mm-hmm. <gasps> it was so beautiful. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to save the union. <laughs> oh, I certainly hope so. I Either that or it's going to get really fucking ugly and scary. Um, so, uh, yeah. So what's the future, guys? What do you guys see happening in the next mm, six? Is it going to be six months? How long do we have? Eleven, three, eight months. We have eight months still before the election. Um, I think the robot uprising will probably 12 months or more. So we'll, so no, we'll have no, a president elected months. and then the robot rising starts. <sighs> yeah, I think the stock market is going to shift to investing in robots. <laughs> So next six months. Really hardcore. And then robots are going to start making themselves. Boston, uh, Boston mechanics was what they called. The, anyway, the, <laughs> they've got. They finally made a robot, a, a man robot. You they know, can't they, be you, kicked over. You can't be kicked. Oh, I over. saw that. Yeah. I saw that tape. And there are, yeah. that was robot abuse video. And I felt so bad. You know? I like, like I had such empathy for yeah. that robot. They were kicking him and everything. That's when it's 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 I go from blue to red. Turns enough. We shoot at him and he does. He keeps walking. Uh oh. He's impenetrable. Isn't that awesome? No. No, No, that's my argument against just because you can build something or do something, you don't have to fucking do it. I think that the, the, um, you know, as it gets closer to November, we're going to find out that there are going to be incredible surprises to the the people that follow the news and listen to the bullshit, Mm -hmm. the the, the way that they manipulate to the right or the left, or to who they want to, like their bosses tell them to. I think it's going to be a very interesting, surprising race. And as much fear as people have about Trump, uh, because he's insane. <laughs> yes. And many people don't remember Hitler and then don't remember how funny he is. Did you guys was. see the stakes last oh. night? Did you see his press conference last night? No. no. Oh, okay. He had a table next to him with water bottles on it, wine, champagne, and raw meat steaks on a platter. Oh, yeah. The, because the these Donald are all Trump of his steaks. businesses. Because he wanted to prove that he actually is a good businessman. Because they <laughs> talked about all the ones that have failed and gone bankrupt. Dead meat, dead cows, right? Okay, the, the funny thing is, like 20 minutes later, the power of the internet, of course, someone had done a close-up on the steaks earlier in the night. And they had unwrapped them. And, of course, they were somebody else's steaks. They weren't Trump steaks. <laughs> That's the beauty but, of talking about but, But here was this man, (laughs) you guys have to go watch the video. Here's this man running for president of the United States, the most powerful country in the world, Mm -hmm. running for president and literally said, try my steaks. They're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) He actually said that. And and I'm tweeted, is this an infomercial? (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Anyway, I just had to... uh, Ides of March. I'm yes. sick of it because all the politicians just say, if I'm president, I'd do this, I'd do this, <laughs> I'd do this, and those are the Ides of March. Those are the Ides. Really mm. sick of. Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah, very true, very true. I think if, it's, if there's no cheating involved, it'll be Bernie. Uh, it would have to involve cheating for it not to Well, there's superdelegates. There's, there's already cheating. No, but he's already matched her now since Michigan. Not, now, with, not with superdelegates, not uh, with her superdelegates. She's like 700 superdelegates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, she, may, that may be... We're, 
We're putting that entire system up for review right now. The, the See, the, size and of the Republicans the don't do superdelegates. It's the Democrats who chose this. You oh, know. that's how you keep it crooked on the other side. Well, that's, uh, on that's, side. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, how you that's can... That's how the if, establishment if, 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 wins. It's how to counter populism. It's well, a response to populism. Because populism a, is wiping them out. And now the poker game is going to be, does populism completely overlap... Right. Super de- where every super delegate is now getting so many mail, uh, so many letters going. I don't care where you go next. I will hunt you down and I will career destroy you online somehow. They will pursue your every dream and goal if you don't go the way we want you to here. Right. There's, and I'm not saying that's always good to threaten like that. I'm just saying this is occurring, and it got to be scaring the living shit out of them right now. Look how many keep switching, and look how many didn't vote for Obama at first, and. Just went over at the last yeah, second. Oh, and they said the tide is too big. Why? Okay. Their constituents scared the fuck out of well, them. That's is great. Why. That's good to know. So, so the people's voice does get heard eventually. Well, say. how did Obama get in when it was supposed to be Hillary the last time? Well, because he won a lot of states. <laughs> How did he do that? But the, the super Dells, yeah. a lot of them were all and, over Hillary, and super Dells all well, last and, second switch. And here's the deal: with Obama, last time he had the enthusiasm and was getting the unprecedented people coming out to vote, whereas Trump's getting it this time. But I think in November, no, the Democrats the beating even Trump with turnout. Bernie's beating for, everyone with everything. No, secretly, that, going that's to what just I'm saying. Like, but wow, but not a, it's not Obama numbers. Like it was. I mean, I'm just saying. If you look relatively, it isn't. Yeah, it's it's more it than is. Trump, but it's but, not. It's yeah. not. It's not Obama numbers. Okay. The enthusiasm is on as the Republican side right oh, now, and the primaries. But yeah. that could be that'll change in November because uh, hopefully people will know that no matter yeah. what, and if, they, if Trump cannot be president, and sometimes it's football, <laughs> and that's what the like the debates. So the the Republican side, holy God, it's not. It's yeah. It's there's, like the wild cards. Mm-hmm. Like anything could happen at this point. I mean, I thought it was Hillary, but I don't. I would love to see it, uh, Bernie versus John Kasich. Like John the, Kasich makes sense to me. I, he's the only one on the actually said, is not And here's the, th- here's the thing about John Kasich. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's not a demagogue. He very doesn't level, stoop to the level. Very, of, doesn't stoop. Uh, is one of the most conservative men in America. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. letting That's you know. That's a deal. That's right. Just well, letting you know. He's not a moderate. He revealed himself by saying um, we shouldn't, uh, the president shouldn't pick a Supreme Court um, justice this time. Yes. We should wait. When he you said look, that, I went, you know, yeah. everything look, he just said. Look what he said the bullshit. last 10 years. He's a very conservative, but level-headed mm-hmm. at least. Level. And I would trust him at least with the nuclear code where I will not Trump? trust. Oh. Are you not no, Trump, no, no, no Kasich. No, I, I would trust Kasich. Trump, no. Trump is a lunatic. and Frightening the idea. Amazing showman, and um, yes. I think the greatest reality really in, uh, in history is but Richard said earlier. I think uh, Ryan Seacrest should get his name on, on the ticket. And, um, <laughs> Produced by him, Ryan Seacrest. Right? I'd like yeah, to see Ryan Seacrest and Cato Kalin running. There you go, Simon yeah. Cowell. Maybe you know Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. Cato Kalin. President and Cato Kalin are the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Simon Cowell can't run. He's not a citizen. President oh, Camacho. Yeah. Well, I mean, he wasn't born here. <laughs> Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> What did you say? President Camacho yes. from Idiocracy. Yes. Everyone shut the fuck up. Boom, 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 into the ceiling. Plastic. Yes. It, shut the fuck up. It, it, is, uh, it is Idiocracy. Scorsese or Coppola. Which yeah. one would you vote for? Ooh. Oh, that's a Sophie's Choice right there. Oh. <laughs> I do know how that we can get Bernie elected. Yeah. But it is all of the, uh, the baby boomers. Yeah. Right. Have to realize the ones that haven't sold out. The ones yeah. that haven't sold out, even the ones that have sold out, because you oh. know, money it doesn't make any difference. Ultimately, it's the future, right? And even those mm-hmm. that have sold out and got cynical and just you know took the bait 
have raised their children to be this generation of millennials. And right. they don't care. I, I think this generation is post-sexist and post-racial. Certainly. They don't care. Post-gender, all of that. For, yeah, they're Agreed. not going to vote for Hillary because she's a woman. They're going right. to vote for the their own self-interest is yeah. very, very clear. Right. And there's no brand loyalty anymore. They're going to just do the research and get pick the best yeah. brand. Right? Agreed. Agreed. So what we have to do is... To get the kids been, talking to their parents. Well, yeah. not only get the kids talking to their parents, that would be great. But the bottom line is we got to do what we've been doing with the millennials forever, which is driving them to practice. Right. we got to pick them up and take them to the voting booth <laughs> yes. because they're not coming out, yes. but they That's will. And yes. I just, I really That's believe that anybody who in the 60s for a moment believed that we could change the world, if they just look back, we have changed the world. It's not a question. For sure. Right? It's, I mean, we have is, an environmental movement. Bent. We have it a conversation. It is towards justice. I absolutely agree. And we, but we have to do something. More uh, right. than just vote. More than just think, well, maybe I'll vote for Bernie. No. Spend money. Start getting on phone banks Be and drive Be your kids to the voting yes. Right on. And, and I don't see them as apathetic. It seems to me like the feeling that I've gotten from looking at the web and reading and hearing is that the kids are engaged. They're actually engaged and curious. Hell yeah. And Absolutely. like even the supporters for Bernie, a ton of them were like like 19 on up or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even looking back at comedy, I remember noticing on SNL that it like seemed like 80% of the sketches were political. And I didn't know who the fuck they were talking about to where I went, oh God, I've, I've right. got to dive back yeah. in because it's like the 70s when they were making the comedy about salient issues yes. that were the, the political system. So I think the generation is fully fully immersed. I hope they're watching John Oliver. So you're uh, going to vote for Larry David? Yes. That? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got. I don't even have a back. Larry David, yeah. yes. So yeah. um, uh, so we've solved all the problems of the world once Very again. Oh, thank goodness, thank goodness. <laughs> once again, you've tuned into the right podcast. <laughs> you didn't even know that's what was going to happen oh today. And that's what we do. So um, uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Logan. Thank you all the people at Smodcast for uh, pushing all the right buttons and putting my show up on the air. And if you love what I do and you want to uh, support us, go to kellycarlin.com, hit the donate button for PayPal, support this podcast. And uh, really, just remember, God bless America. As our nation sends its military out to spread democracy around the world, I find myself thinking about the apathetic, dissipating sort of democracy we have here at home. A few weeks ago, I voted in the primaries, but it was very clear that we were not really taking the electoral process all that seriously when the only other voter at the polling place ahead of me asked if he could just get a quick pick. <laughs> at this point, we really go to the polling place to, to place a vote for the lesser of two weasels, and then we go home to watch the returns less to see who won than to find out if we guessed right. <laughs> Our democracy has come to feel a little bit like a mentalist's trick. Okay, you guys, choose between the king of hearts and the king of diamonds. Now, you guys, choose between the king of spades and the king of clubs. Now, everybody, choose between the king of diamonds and the king of clubs. Then for four years, either all the clubs say, oh, he's too diamondy, or all the diamonds say, oh, he's too clubby, and no one ever stops to think, hey, wait a minute, maybe he's just a little too kingy. <laughs> This way it feels like we all have complete freedom of choice, sense of, of self-determination, unless we happen to think that the four of hearts is a really good card, or as I like to think of it, Dennis Kucinich. <laughs> in thinking about all of this, it occurred to me that I understood this very early in my life. I had a second grade teacher who was astounding. 
As an extended lesson in the democratic process, Mrs. Nichols decided we should have an elected class government. In order to save time and effort, she chose the candidates alphabetically. The first three kids alphabetically ran for mayor, the next four for deputy mayor, then there were three for treasurer, a couple for sheriff, I don't remember, secretary of agriculture, I don't know what they were. <laughs> I ran for mayor because I came third alphabetically. I suspect she made it a three-person race rather than a two-person race because I was the brightest, most literate kid in the class. <laughs> she wanted to make it possible for me to run for mayor. I suspect she made it a three-person race rather than a four-person race to give me the best possible chance of winning. Everybody in class was given a deadline to come up with a platform on which to run for whatever position he or she had been alphabetically nominated. And on a designated day, we were all to present our platforms and then cast our votes. I was the only person in the room who had anything to say. I had index cards. <laughs> I had plans. I was going to rearrange the desks. I was going to levy a two-cent-a-day tax, and at the end of the year, we were going to have an ice cream party with the money we'd raised. I'd done the math. If all the taxes were paid by the 22 students for the remaining 73 days of school, we would have plenty of money for a decent ice cream party in 1971 dollars. Furthermore, I was going to erase from the chalkboard the drawing of a doghouse into which the teacher wrote the names of those students who had misbehaved during the day. That suggestion drew cheers and applause from the constituency. <laughs> With a great deal of excitement, a tense near giddiness, we all cast our secret ballots, and then we went to lunch. When we got back, the roll-up map of America had been pulled down to cover the blackboard. And once we were all back in our seats, Mrs. Nichols made a little suspense-building speech. She talked about the nature of democracy, and then she tugged on the map so it snap-rolled up. And it revealed the names of the winners. Proudly, smugly, as the new mayor, I went up to the blackboard and erased the doghouse. It was my first experience of thunderous applause. <laughs> About a month later, Mrs. Nichols became angry with one of the other students over something and redrew the doghouse to put his name into it. And I did nothing to stop her. I was the mayor, but she was the teacher, and I was in second grade. <laughs> At the end of the year, it turned out that I had done very bad second grade multiplication. We had more than enough money for our ice cream party. I suggested that we spend the extra money to expand the party and invite Mrs. Weed's class in from across the hall because we had always done recess and lunch with them. The treasurer, clearly a young Republican, suggested that we divide the extra money up amongst the kids in class, offering a big end-of-the-year tax rebate. <laughs> the deputy mayor thought we should put it up to a vote, but I insisted that I had been elected mayor. The whole idea of taking up a tax had been mine to begin with, and I had made the decision. We would share with Mrs. Weed's class, damn it, because it was the right thing to do. Also, there was a girl over there in room seven with one arm, and I sort of had a crush on her, but never had the guts to actually talk to her. So we had a party with the kids from room seven, and I got to have ice cream with Kate Carney and her alluringly empty left sleeve. 
a basic introduction to the democratic system. Candidates are selected. They are not elected. The electoral process is a ritual of spectacle and suspense designed to mask the machinery of political appointment. Elected officials enjoy applause for taking actions that can easily be undone silently later by the people with real power. In the face of dissent, a noble, thoughtful, democratically elected leader will resort to the convenience of fascist control to protect a private agenda or to indulge personal perversities. The ability to offer a seven-year-old that kind of rich, complex insight into a political system is a rare, wonderful gift. I'm telling you, Mrs. Nichols was an astounding teacher. And if we want to be sure that this never, ever happens again, we have to immediately institute a system of standardized testing that requires no critical thinking skills. <laughs> we have to indoctrinate all children into a rigid, multiple-choice worldview. A, B, C, or D. Clubs, hearts, diamonds, spades. This thing only continues to work, people, as long as nobody gets to see the whole deck. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>